Finally, the Bears are getting some love from the national media. Sports Talk Chicago. Here with John Zaglow. Appreciate you tuning in. Subscribe to the channel for more Chicago Bears content from a number of different content creators, including myself, former NFL player Corey Wooten, and former NFL tight end Clay Harbor. Follow us everywhere at Sports Talk Chicago. And make sure you support our sponsor, Amish Country Farms. We have done a crusade on this program on the national media simply hating on the Chicago Bears for really no reason. Granted, last year they might have been right when they said the Bears would be the worst team in football. But was that too early of a prognostication? Was that too aggressive in the wrong way? And even after this season, we've seen some people, mainly from ESPN, say that the Bears didn't have the best offseason, didn't do too much to improve, and will not be amazing in 2023. We've done our best to expose all of this, and we know that a lot of this stuff is written or said to get this angry reaction from fans and content creators like myself in Chicagoland. It does work, but nevertheless, it's a dumb way to do business, in my opinion. So it is nice when we see the opposite in the national media, when we see level-headed people actually tell the truth about this organization and the path in which they're going coming into 2023, coming into the new season. Mike Jones of The Athletic thinks that the Bears have actually had one of the bigger off-seasons in the NFL amongst all the teams. He said this about the Bears, quote, Don't sleep on Chicago, which took an aggressive and impressive approach to upgrading on both sides of the ball while continuing the mission of building around Justin Fields, now is the time to strike with Green Bay forced into reset mode. Almost sounds like something I would say, like an exact quote, and what a lot of other people have said too. I just appreciate somebody who gets it, somebody who sees it, somebody who knows what's really going on here in Chicago. For once, there's a national media member who's not trying to be a Skip Bayless or a Stephen A. Smith, but somebody who actually knows and is plugged into the situation and has come here to cover this team and knows the mission of Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus and where this team's going to be going in 2023 and really beyond. An aggressive and impressive approach to upgrading on both sides of the ball here this offseason. I would agree with that. We talked at length even last week about how great the Bears have been in spending money and investing in this team on both sides. They've spent a ton of money when it comes to linebacking help. We all know they still need an edge rusher, but chances are they're going to sign somebody before the season begins. On the offensive side of the ball, there's enough to be said. The DJ Moore trade, the Bears trading the number one pick. They have Darnell Mooney. They have James Claypool. They've upgraded their own line a bit. Darnell Wright via the draft. They have a great running back situation, which I think is going to be the most underrated part of this team. Roshan Johnson, who you drafted very late in this draft, could be your RB1 by week eight. Oh, by the way, Justin Fields is going to be in his second year under Luke Getze, in his second year under Matt Eberflus, things are going to change for the better. He's going to become more acclimated with this offense. He's going to have more weapons at his disposal, and he is going to dominate more than he even did last year. And the win-loss results will prove that and back that up. So it's nice to see somebody understand, somebody get it, somebody know what's going on in Chicago. 
It even says in this article from Sports Mockery after that quote, the Chicago Bears have no reason to fear this division. And even the writer from The Athletic Mike Jones says, now is the time to strike for the Bears with Green Bay forced into reset mode. Very true. Everybody bashed on the Bears last year when Ryan Poles just came in, claiming it was time for a reset, and it certainly was. The Bears were way over the cap. They were going to end up paying so much money in dead money, the players they cut, aging roster, no weapons for Fields, horrible offensive line. Fields himself needed development. And the Bears had really no draft picks even. They didn't even have a first-round draft pick. That was forfeited due to Ryan Pace and trades beforehand. So Ryan Poles came in knowing this was going to be a big project. And look where they are in the matter of one year. Now, granted, Green Bay could do the same thing. Theoretically, they could tank for a year, get the first pick, do a good job when it comes to cutting old contracts, cutting ties with older players, and kind of retooling on the final, only having a year or two being down to the dumps. But the point is, at this moment, the Bears have the upper hand, and they have to take advantage. Like Mike Jones says, they do. This is not the time to sit back and relax or say, oh, the Bears still have another year or two to go. No, this is the time, this is the year to make a statement. I'm not asking for a Super Bowl. not even asking for a division title. I'm not even fully asking for a playoff appearance. It'd be nice, and I kind of expect it, but I just want to see improvement. And I'm not talking about going from three to six wins. I'm talking about going from three to eight or nine to contending for a wild card spot to the final weekend. If they don't get it, fine, but how close did they come What do they need to improve on for next year? This is the most true statement I've seen from the national media. Now is the time to strike with Green Bay forced into reset mode. It's so true. Because who's really going to run away with this division at this point? Answer is I don't know. But it won't be Green Bay unless Jordan Love becomes an MVP in a matter of a year. And this is really going to be his rookie year, technically. This is going to be the first time he plays... 16, 17 games in a season, let alone even starts a game. This is the time to strike if you're Chicago. And I'd like to think Ryan Poles knows that. Because everybody said this is going to be a two- to three-year rebuild, and by year three, they're going to be good or a Super Bowl contender. Well, in a matter of a year, the Bears have gone from over-the-cap, dead-cap space, no weapons, no help, to... Tons of cap room, top pick, turned it into many picks, brought in weapons, and signed a lot of people, paid out a lot of money in free agency to upgrade so many different parts of your team. You don't spend that kind of money in free agency without a goal in mind. You don't just spend money to spend it, especially if you're quote-unquote tanking or trying to lose. In fact, you do the opposite, like the Bears did last year, cutting old contracts, paying out dead cap, and letting the team ride out. Look where they are now. They have spent significant money this offseason to upgrade their linebacking core, to upgrade their offensive line, upgrade the receiving core, running backs, and everything around Justin Fields offensively. Not to mention the draft picks they made and the fact that as of today, they are still in on a number of free agents, mainly offensive linemen and edge rushers. That is not over. Matt Eberflew said last week they're still trying to sign an edge rusher before training camp in August. So there's still a ways to go for the Bears in constructing this roster ahead of 2023. But we do know one thing. They have spent significant money. We know another thing. 
Green Bay has been forced to reset because they have nothing right now. They are in flux. Unless they have some sort of miracle and Jordan Love just wows everybody, throws for 4,000 yards and puts on an Aaron Rodgers-type performance, they're going to have a tough go at it this year. They're going to be 500 if they're lucky. The Lions still, as of today, are the betting favorite to win this division, and even the Lions last year had issues. They turned it on late, went 9-8, and eight, but that doesn't mean they're a lock. Nobody is a lock in this division, which makes it by default wide open. And if that's the case, the Bears have a chance. They have an opportunity to capitalize. And Ryan Poles knows that. I know he knows that because he spent so much money and allocated so many, so much time and resources towards bringing in new veteran talent at a good price. He has upgraded this roster. He is committed to spending money because he knows this is the year the Bears need to make a significant move. Doesn't mean Super Bowl, but it does mean contending for a playoff spot, potentially winning this otherwise weak division. Talked about it in the past, and we'll say it again. The Eagles were an under-500 team, one of the worst in football. They fired Doug Peterson. They draft Jalen Hurts. Hurts plays a couple of games, goes back and forth with Carson Wentz during that horrible season. Next year, they go 9-7, and seven, barely make the playoffs. They get booted first round. Year after that, they're in the Super Bowl. That progression went from worse to Playoffs, but really not that good to Super Bowl contender. The Bears now have completed step one. They were the worst in football. We all know that. They fired their head coach just the year before and their GM. They made significant changes. This year should be a 9-7 and seven type year. It should be, hey, they're going to barely win the division because it's so weak, or they may make a wild card spot because the NFC is weak. And they could go 9-8 and eight, or maybe 10-7, and seven, luck out, and get a playoff spot. Year after... And the Bears spend even more money to an extent. Justin Fields further develops. They should be contending for something great. They're right on track. We all know what their timeline should be. And we know where they stand today based on the moves they've made, the money they've spent, the resources they've allocated. We also know where they are based on Justin Fields' progress in year two of this Getsy and Eberflus system. So this report from The Athletic could not be more true. Don't sleep on Chicago, which took an aggressive and impressive approach to upgrading on both sides of the ball while continuing the mission of building around Justin Fields. Now is the time to strike with Green Bay forced into recent mode. All of what I just explained is summed up in those two sentences. Somebody else gets it. And it's not a local Chicago person. It's actually somebody nationally. Because I've heard local Chicago people stick with mediocrity. Say it's okay for the Bears to go 6-11, 7-10. We're not expecting anything. This is still going to be a rebuild year. Nonsense. Stop settling for mediocrity. You know where everything stands. You know the situation of this division, the teams in it, and then the Bears. It's like in baseball right now, the NL Central, AL Central, right? AL Central, every team's under 500. The White Sox could easily win that division if they wanted to, and they're not. Cubs, kind of the same thing. The Reds are hot, 
but everybody else is under 500 trying to battle for that top spot. Cubs could easily win it, but they're not yet. I don't want the Bears to be in that situation. The Bears should not be going 7-10. and 10. The winner of the division goes 8-9 and nine and everybody's happy. I would not be happy if that were the case. The Bears have spent too much money, allocated too many resources, and have sold the media on the progress of Justin Fields to an extent where there's no turning back. There's no, well, they went 8-9, that's a success. No. In my opinion, 9-8 minimum, contending for a wildcard spot to the last week minimum. If not, really should be making the playoffs. And if they don't, I would say it's a failure. And I would say that this writer here, Mike Jones, agrees. You don't need to listen to all these local people who tell you, give it more time. I'm all for patience. I'm all for rebuilding. But this team has really demonstrated this offseason that they're past the initial rebuild stages. This isn't the 2012 Cubs where they're cutting everything, slashing payroll, and putting out AAA players on the field. The Bears already did that. We're past that stage. We're past watching EQ St. Brown and all these other nobodies get more time than they should on the field. Watching Bayless Jones, Muff kick returns. I mean, it's over. We're past that point. Dante Pettis dropping passes. We're, we're, we're way past that. That's it. That was last year. This year, we're going to see some quality talent on the field. People who are paying significant amounts of money to come here and dominate, as they should be. We're past that. Don't let anybody trick you into thinking, oh, 7 and 10 is fine. No, it's not. Enough money has been spent, and enough has been done to justify minimum 9 and 8. And I like that some people with a level head and reason in the national media see it. Don't settle for mediocrity and don't listen to anybody who says this year the Bears are still going to be a bottom feeder. No way. Look at this division. Look at the moves they've made and look at Justin Fields. If they are near a bottom feeder, then something went seriously wrong. And we have to keep that in mind as the 2023 season opens up. Thanks for watching today's show here on Sports Talk Chicago. Appreciate all of you tuning in and John Beddoes for directing and producing. Make sure you follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Listen to the podcast on anywhere you get it, iTunes and Spotify, etc. You can also make sure you subscribe to the channel and hit up our great sponsor, Amish Country Farms. So long, everyone.